Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To talk about that insane idea that I just totally blurted out and didn't really think about, and so much more that I haven't really thought about, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, Zach Harper, NBA writer for the Athletic, Sirius XM NBA Radio, can I get you behind the uh, uh, against the spread win percentage conversation? I think I'm, I'm on board. I think it should only apply to opponents who are 30 games under 500 or worse. So like the Wizards, the Spurs, the Hornets, uh, the Blazers, the Pistons, all these teams, you should have to beat them by whatever the spread is. All right. So now I'm going to go the opposite way. If you're 30 games above 500, should you get like a win and a quarter of a win if you beat them, if you're one of those teams or maybe a team that's like the seventh seed? No, no. If you're <laughs> if you're 30 games over 500, I don't even think it should count as a win if you beat the Wizards by <laughs> by by whatever the spread is or more. Like you maybe should have to double or triple it. I mean, it's the Wizards. They gave up. I don't know, decades ago? Like, this isn't a team that's exactly very serious about about winning basketball games. We got to get one of those smart basketball people like Ken Palm on this. I bet you'd have a model whipped up in like 30 minutes. Oh, easily. That would easily. make it so much fun. Um, the Cavs have uh, stumbled a little bit out of the break here. Is this significant? And to this point, is it significant and newsworthy how they've done the last five or six games? Uh, no, because I think I think the grand story of the season so far has been this team is deeper than they were last year. The moves they made were great. And then they handled the injuries to Mobley and Garland so well and went on a surge and then integrated those guys back. And, like, you're going to have pitfalls throughout the season. You're going to have little down times. And I think the, the around the all-star break is, is one of those easy ones to fall into that, that I don't think tells you more about the, the season than, than the rest of, of what we've experienced so far. Like if it, if this happens more for like another week or two, then yeah, you might feel like they've kind of let go of the rope a little bit, but this team has been so good. I think as long as they're in the mix of the two seed and they can get the two seed, I, I think that's more what you focus on. Hey Zach, uh, you, you know, Darius Garland, uh, you know, 32 games. The the numbers look pretty good. A little over 18 points. Uh, he's handed out over uh, six assists per game. Yet, and uh, there seems to be some criticism out there uh, about his game. Just where do you think he's at right now? Uh, I mean, I don't think he's nearly as good as as I expected him to be, and and I think as most people did because one, the injury, he missed a lot of time, right? And two, I do still think like even though they were successful last season, they've been successful this season there's still not that comfort with him and Donovan still on the court together. You know, like it's not bad. It's not like, Ooh, I don't know if this can work. I just don't think it's maximizing 
both players at all times. I think you've even seen Mobley suffer from that a little bit because there's, you know, those are two guys that need the ball in their hands to find that rhythm and to be at their best. And, and trying to spread that around, trying to get them in rhythm is tough. And Donovan's just been the better player, right? Like Donovan's been incredible this year. He's been, you know, an all-star. He's, he's all NBA. Um, you know, he's in the MVP conversation for, for a little bit. Like, you know, he's been so good. And I, I think that's going to be JB's biggest hurdle the rest of the season is how do we get Darius up to whatever his maximum potential can be while not having Donovan fall off, while not having Mobley fall off or any of the, the complimentary players around those three, it's tough. It's a tough juggling act because, you know, the, the cliche is there's only one basketball to go around, but in reality, like, yeah, there's, there's only one guy to really initiate the offense consistently and the other guys have to fall in line. Would you split Darius and Donovan's minutes? Um, yeah, I would stagger them a lot more. Like, I, I think that the, that's kind of the luxury. Like, we always talk about when, you know, super teams come together or when you get, you know, two dynamic backcourt players together of, like, the the thing is like there's always one of them on the court until you you're blowing out an opponent and then and then it's and then it's over right and then you don't need either of them on the court and I think that's the luxury that you have with that um, but staggering those minutes seems to be a, a struggle for any coach not just not just JB I, I think that most coaches figure all right starter got to have starters minutes starter rotation but I would find a way to maybe balance that out the best they can Zach Harper on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline Zach. Um, this is kind of a conversation for the summer, but I think everybody's expecting Donovan to make a decision that makes the Cavaliers go one direction with this. But let's say Donovan goes to the Cavs and says, I'm in, give me the full extension, and I want to be here for that contract. We, so we're not going the Paul George, as it's known. Um, and, and let's say the Cavs then decide, all right, let's see what we can get value-wise for Darius Garland. What would be his value if the Cavs tried to maybe turn him into a wing or or somebody that maybe fits better next to Donovan this summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can go after. I mean, the problem is is finding those those one to one trades, right? I think you could you could move Darius for a couple of good role players and and some picks to help build out you know the the rest of that rotation down the road with cost effective options. Um, I think if you could find a team that is willing to give up a a wing, like I, you know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's, um, you know, you you could move him to Orlando. Orlando certainly needs a point guard, but they're not going to give up Franz Wagner for him, right? Like they're not going to give up that guy, and so they, you don't really. It's not an easy fit for that. You know, maybe you would try to move him to um, to Toronto and get one of their wings outside of Scotty Barnes because he's not going anywhere. I don't know if there's that one guy, but I don't think it's a bad idea. I think the the concern with that is if if that's what happens is. What happens then when Don, you know, Donovan's going to miss time at some point, right? What happens if Donovan misses time? Do you still have that guy? Is Craig Porter Jr. going to be a good enough backup point guard to consistently fill in and, and be that guy? It, it opens up problems, good problems to have, but I think, I think in terms of Garland's value, like you could get a lot. Like he's so good. He's so dynamic. I think a lot of teams around the league would jump at the chance to go get him. Maybe that's someone like Utah who wants to bring him into the mix, and they've got a bunch of guys that they can move. Um, but I think, I mean, I think Cleveland would have probably 20 teams calling about Darius right away. Zach, if Darius's struggles do continue down the stretch here, does that change or limit the ceiling for the Cavs in the playoffs? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because I, I think part of the the way that this team is constructed, and, and we didn't quite see it against the Knicks last year for, for whatever reason, is 
I thought the team was really incredible when Darius was on the floor and he had the ball in his hand. And, they, and you know, the first two games, Donovan was really good. And then after that, he struggled for whatever reason. And, and I thought it was, the team was better when Darius was there. I think you kind of need that check and balance of if one guy doesn't have it going, well, at least you have this other all-star guard who's, who's in the mix. And so you need both of them to be good. You need both of them, especially with the way the East is playing out. I mean, they're, even, even the teams six through nine, six through eight, are going to be really dangerous, whether that's you're playing Orlando or you're playing Indiana or you're playing Miami or, or whomever. You know, it's not going to be an easy first-round win for, for whoever Cleveland ends up facing, and even if it's Philly, right? Even Philly can be dangerous. And so I think they need Darius up to, up to snuff to at least get into the second round, and then, and then who knows? Then maybe they can make a, a deep playoff run beyond that. There's been an, you know, because of what happened last year uh, in the uh, the first round there with the the Knicks really dominating the Cavaliers, uh, especially from a physical standpoint. New York really beat them up. Um, you know, JB uh, and the team has really tried to focus on answering that this year and being more physical. But we have seen at times this season those problems still arise. So my question yeah. to you is, what team? Set Boston aside because it feels like it's the Celtics and everyone else. But what team do the Cavaliers not want to face in the first round? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You don't want to face Miami. Like, I get, like everyone wants to look over at Miami because it just doesn't look that impressive. I think Miami is consistently built for the playoffs, and, and part of their problem is they don't take things as seriously as they need to during the regular season, but the playoffs come around and they just flip that switch. They get into that mindset and that's a dangerous game to play if you're Miami. Um, but that, that's a team that like, I wouldn't want to deal with Jimmy Butler in a seven game series. I wouldn't want as good a coach as JB is him going against, Spo, like Spo's the best coach in the league and him going against Spo in a seven game series could be trouble, especially if Miami's healthy. Bam is a, is a really incredible counter to whatever Jared Allen or Evan Mobley want to do. And, and they're just tough. Like, they're a tough team. They're not a big team, but they're very physical. Like, I think that would be a problem matchup for them. Um, but also, like, if Donovan plays like he's played this year, it might not matter, right? If Mobley comes back and he, and, or comes back to the playoffs and, and is more aggressive and, and stronger than what we saw last year, um, it might not matter. Like, the talent is certainly there. Cleveland is really deep and really talented. But that toughness, like, yeah, that toughness is going to get tested immediately by whoever their opponent is. Would you sign up for a Cavs-Knicks playoff rematch? Oh, absolutely, because I thought it was going to be the best first-round series, of, or at least of the East last year, and I was super disappointed because I just thought, here are two teams that match up really interestingly. The Cavs were such a, you know, they were the best defense in the league last year, and what, they're second this year. 
in defensive rating. Like I, I just thought that was going to be an epic battle between Donovan and Jalen Brunson. And then after the first two games, man, it just sucked. Well, unless you're a Knicks fan, then it was great. But it was just like from an entertainment standpoint, man, that was disappointing. Zach, got to hit you with one of the hot button topics from this weekend. Uh, should college basketball leaders ban court storming and save college basketball for once and all? I'm so sick of this. I got to get like, I'm, I'm just so sick of one thing happens and all or two things happen. All of a sudden it's like, we have to have a referendum on this thing in sports. That's always happened. Like that, the unwritten rules. Can we just play basketball and have it be fun? And not everything has to be this grand discussion of change. Like storm in the court. I don't know. It might be kind of corny in certain situations. It might be awesome in certain situations. I think the, maybe the, the solution is don't get beat. Right, like don't get beat on the road when you're the better team. Don't let the upset happen, and I, and then I think we'll be we'll be all I'll be okay and, and manage to survive the horrendous pandemic that is court storming. I I've been accused of this, so I'm asking you: you're not okay with this just because it was Duke that got the that got stormed on, right? No, 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 no. That has nothing to do. Like <laughs> I, I think like I I'm not a I'm not a Duke hater, and I don't like Duke. I don't hate Duke. I just I like play good basketball, and that's all I care about. Like I, that's all I'm interested in. But it does. It does make it kind of funny. Like, if I can be honest, like, it makes it kind of funny that it was Duke. And it and it's like Filipowski's kind of like the new Grayson. It was kind of like the new JJ. Yeah. Like, yeah. they always got one a-hole, and this is the guy that caused the kerfuffle. Like, what are we doing here? It couldn't have happened to any other player, right? Like, it had to be Filipowski. <laughs> Zach, I am proud of how much we agree on this, this topic. We appreciate your time, buddy. Enjoy the second half of the season. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Zach Harper on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.